everyone. Welcome back to our next Blue Jam podcast. I'm once again joined by Jim. Jim, as always, how are things? Uh, yeah, very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very well, very well. So, another podcast, another topic. Um, we've spoken in the past around kind of 360 feedback. This month, I really wanted to tackle sales training. Yeah. Um, now, a number of organisations will spend an absolute fortune on sales training in the hope that you know they're going to see this massive spike in their sales numbers um in my experience that's kind of rarely the case um just in terms of sales training being that effective what why do you think you know sales training is just not delivering the numbers that leaders hope when they're investing the money yeah absolutely i think i think you're right i think sales training can be quite hit or miss i think it's it works well for for some uh, organizations and maybe less well for, for others and, and there's maybe a few reasons for that um, I think the key thing really is um, often when we talk to our clients there's been no real analysis of what is required from the sales training right. so they might uh, bring in a very credible sales trainer or training organization who will deliver uh, the course that they have developed, uh, which they deliver to all of their clients, um, but actually that's not necessarily um, going to uh, deliver. Uh, it's not. Ne- it's not necessarily going to focus on exactly what's required within you as a client organisation. So uh, I think for me, it's it's a case of sales training isn't necessarily a one size fits all solution, uh, and. The reason for failure is often that the sales training isn't actually addressing what is required in that business. Yeah. And do you think there's other reasons in addition to to those? Yeah, well, you, there's definitely a need to, to analyse in the business what they want from their sales training and, and what's going to be most effective. So there needs to be some process beforehand to say, you know, why are we underperforming in terms of our sales? What are the skills, the knowledge gaps, the behavior gaps in our sales force that we need to address so that any uh, sales training can really hone in on those areas? Uh, And I think the other thing is that often with a lot of these off-the-shelf training programs, they tend to focus in more on the sales process, so covering... What the what that process ought to look like, what the steps are, what what um, product knowledge the individuals ought to have, where they where they can get that product knowledge from, how they deliver that product knowledge. So it's very process driven, and there's actually other elements um, that will also be critical in determining a salesperson's effectiveness in the role. What would some of those be? Uh, so. Key one of the key things that we find with our clients when we go and talk to their top performing salespeople consistently you tend to find that they are highly motivated by what they do uh, in a way that uh, more average performers are not. So they'll refer to specific things that really motivate and energize them in the role. That could be uh, being client facing. Uh, helping customers to find solutions, being their own boss, um, you know, finding 
challenging sales targets really motivating, but they're, they're able to articulate very clearly a number of things that they really enjoy about the role that are, that are not just about them earning more money per se. So Tim, you've touched upon there a lot around the motivation aspect and also process. Is there anything else? Yeah, well, uh, linked to uh, motivation, uh, then what we find is that the, the, the best salespeople, the highest performing salespeople, not only are highly motivated by elements of the role, they've, they've also got really high levels of self-belief. Um, so they believe in their ability to be successful, to overcome setbacks and to meet challenges. So when they fail or things don't go quite as they want them to, they're able to bounce back quickly. Yeah. So that doesn't de that 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 setback doesn't derail them. It doesn't stop them p- from performing. Yeah. They want to get back on the horse and they want to they want to give it another go. Um, and the other element uh, that also links in here is is around them being very um, clear on their own goals. So they have very clear short and long-term goals that they're able to measure their performance against. So they themselves know if they're performing or not. And if they're not performing, they'll do something about it. They won't wait for the manager to prescribe some sales training. So, so wherever you're saying, are you basically saying that sales training is just a pointless exercise? Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, I'm... I wouldn't be as bold as that. Um, I don't think. No, I think I think sales training can be really effective. I think the key really is to make sure that it's focused on what the needs of the sales team really are, rather than perhaps being a one size fits all approach. Uh, and I think that all comes down to doing uh, some sort of training needs analysis up front, so that you know exactly where the strengths of the team lie where the weaknesses perhaps are and, and you're able to focus on them at a group level but also perhaps at a more um, you're perhaps also able to supplement that at an individual level as well through some supporting um, interventions alongside uh, sales training. And is this uh, something that our sales leaders need to be working in partnership with HR? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think to, to, to make it a, a program rather than a one-off intervention, I think that would be really key. I think, I think sales training delivered well can, can deliver a, a short-term boost to performance. Uh, I think if you were to incorporate that as, to, uh, as, as part of a wider um, intervention or program of, of support, of which sales training is, is one, but there could be other, other things um going on as well i think that's where it can be that's where it can be really powerful so i guess in conclusion i guess what you're saying here is whether you think sales trainers the right or wrong way or the program is it's all about being clear what you're looking to achieve you've got to be really clear about that yeah absolutely you've got to know that what you're training is the thing that you're missing that will deliver you the results that you want and and often i think that's not necessarily the case you know changing the sales process is not necessarily the the only answer and what would a starting point then be for a sales leader who's listening to this and thinking right you know this is i need to really think about how to approach this for my team 
Yeah, so uh, I guess internally probably a conversation with with HR and, and to, to see what they can do to support some some training needs analysis. Um, one of the things that that, that um, you could do with your sales team is to uh, conduct a 360 survey with them. Um, and so that will help you to identify what the group level themes are for, for your sales team. So what are their strengths? What are the, their perhaps weaknesses? Um, and, and those weaknesses obviously then could form the basis of a, a sales training program. Uh, but equally, going back to the point around top performers being highly motivated, uh, actually, if you are able to give them uh, very detailed, very clear feedback through in the form of uh, 360 results, then actually what you'll find is the best salespeople will then drive their own uh, improvement and performance because the 360 will tell them the areas they need to address and their motivation will do the rest. When we touched upon on a, on a, on a previous podcast the different dimensions of, of, the, model, of the acuity model, the, the one we've not touched upon today is the interpersonal um, level. What, how, how does all this you know, kind of address that, that yeah. particular area. Yeah, so going back to the, the point that, that sales training often focuses heavily on the, the sales process, the uh, third uh, element of the acuity model, the research would suggest that that interpersonal relationship with other parties in the sales process is, is absolutely essential. Uh, and so that's likely to be as, a, as important in a sales training program as the sales process. Um, and, and the interpersonal uh, relationship side of things is, is all about the individual being able to read the other party in a sales negotiation. So who is the person or people that I'm interacting with? What do I understand about them? What are their needs and drivers? How do I use that knowledge then to adapt my own behavior um, to ensure this negotiation uh, has the outcome that I'm looking for. Uh, and so really the sales training program needs to develop people's ability to um, really get under the skin of the, the other party to, to understand what their motives and needs and drivers are and to use that knowledge to, uh, to drive the sale and drive the right outcome. That makes sense. That makes sense. What what would be a logical next step for sales leaders? So everything you've said here, they're like, oh my god, this is really ringing true for me. What's uh, what would be the next steps? Uh, so I think the next steps are really before you commission any sales training, just press the pause button, um, do some evaluation of the, the training needs of the. The sales team as a group and as, as individuals and use that information to really make sure you're focusing on the right things when you do commission some sales training. Yeah, great advice, great advice. Well, as always, um, fortunately we've run out of time, but thank you once again, Jim, really insightful. Um, thank you everyone for once again downloading, we appreciate it. Our next podcast will be uh, in a month's time, um, where again we'll be tackling an another issue. Thank you very much. Thank you.